0: Well, good morning. Welcome to the Christian Church of Estes Park. We're disciples of Jesus to build generational, transformational disciples of Jesus. I'm a pastor, and I'm so glad that you guys are here. It's been a month now, pretty much, that we've been together, and it it's great. Well, I guess we've one more week, but uh, it's so nice to have people. But online, so glad you've joined us, as well as we start our new series, Wisdom in the Secret Heart, as we're gonna be going through the book of Proverbs. And, uh, you know, this is a time of, of, life where I think a lot of us have been asking for wisdom. In fact, as you all, I see some of you filling out your connection cards. This is wonderful. You write those prayer requests down, and we love to have those and pray for you. And I would say the number one prayer request that we get by far is for wisdom. And uh, it's just something that I think we all know that we need. And so, especially in times like this, I think it's very evident that we need it. You know, wisdom is uh, kind of like a rudder. For a boat, it kind of sits under the surface and it kind of controls the direction of where we go in life. And so we're talking about wisdom, not in our head, you know, wisdom that lets us know what we want to do. That's kind of like the wheel, but uh, wisdom that sits down there and directs our hearts and helps us to, to navigate our lives through the stormy se- season that we're in the midst of. And it has been pretty rough and so we need wisdom now, and so we know that about a year ago when we sat down and we asked God, what should we be talking about this summer? He said, wisdom. Well, who knew? So there we go. We're going to be doing that this summer. And as we begin, of course, a new memory verse for this entire series, and it's really the heart of the book of Proverbs is what we're going to be memorizing, It's Proverbs 1:7, which says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to really kind of take that apart and, and talk about the, what that really, really means. But um, this really is kind of the central focus or the foundation for the book of Proverbs. So it's important for us to start here. And so I encourage you just to join me this morning as we begin to memorize this together. So here we go. Three. 2, 1, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7, oh, wonderful, again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7, one more time, then we'll test ourselves, here we go, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. Okay, as promised, here we go, test ourselves. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. Very good. As so, this the series goes through, I encourage you guys to take some time and memorize it. Think about that. Meditate on that particular proverb, because that really is the beginning. It talks about where knowledge begins, what's the foundation for the wisdom that we need, but also that heart check, how to make sure that we don't uh, wander off into the area of foolishness. And uh, foolishness, of course, doesn't like, in fact, despises uh, that wisdom, despises instruction, that direction. So as we begin here, that's a great place to start. So in your uh, connection card, there is that memory verse uh, ta- um, card, and take that home. If you're joining us online and you would like one of those, just uh, write us, email us, and we'll mail those, one of those to you so that you can have it. All right, now, uh, if you have your Bibles, let's turn it to the book of Proverbs, chapter 1. And this we're going to begin today. And actually, we're going to start at the very beginning, talk about why Proverbs was written so we know exactly what it's why God gave it to us, and then we're going to talk about how do we apply it, which is a pretty good thing. So if you have your Bibles, you want to turn them to the book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs is Old Testament. It's kind of in the middle of the Bible, so if you just open up midway, usually you get to the book of of, uh, Psalms, and so there's turn one book after that, and that's where Proverbs is. Proverbs was mostly written by King Solomon, and the section that we're reading today was written by King Solomon. It actually has three different authors. The first 24 chapters, King Solomon definitely wrote those. Uh, 25 to 29, uh, those are chapters that were put together by Hezekiah's wise counsel. And so that section is put together in wise sayings, little paragraphs of of wisdom. And so King Hezekiah had this wonderful counsel around him, and they may have taken some of p- Solomon's Proverbs and put them together, or maybe these are ones that uh, the Lord had put onto their heart. And the last two chapters, chapters, uh, well, 30 and 31, were written by King Lemuel, and uh, it writes really it's the application of wisdom when it all kind of comes together and then personified in chapter 31, when all of Proverbs are put together in this woman, as uh, we'll see in Proverbs, oftentimes talks about the when you see all of the, the, the traits of wisdom being personified in this wonderful uh, godly person, this godly woman. So that's how it's put together. Uh, King Solomon was an interesting fellow. He was the son of King David since he wrote this. What gave him the ability to write a book of wisdom? Well, King David uh, was ready to hand the kingdom on and so he passes it on to King Solomon, his son, and God shows up to King Solomon as he begins his, his rule and and does the genie question. It's the only time in history. It says, says uh, K, uh, Solomon, uh, I really loved your father, David, and he loved me. He's a man after my own heart. And to honor him, I'm going to allow you to ask me for one thing. Anything you want, right? Anything. And you, I'll give it to you. So he actually got the genie question. And he didn't ask for what most of us would, more wishes. He didn't ask for that. What he did ask for was Wisdom. And God knew that this is what he was going to ask for, of course, because he's God, but he was still impressed. And he said, Solomon, you could have asked for a lot of health, long life. A lot of people asked for that, you know, but you didn't. You could have asked for a lot of wealth. A lot of people who are going into becoming, you know, you're going to be a king, you're going to have a lot of, the the people are going in there for for wealth, and you could have asked for that, but you didn't. In fact, you could have asked for tons of power. Oftentimes, when you're raising the ranks into power and you want to be this uh, powerful king, you think you want to have more and more power. And so, a lot of people would ask for power. But God said, well, You didn't. In fact, you asked for the most important thing. You asked for the one thing that could give you all the rest of those, actually. And so, God said, I am going to bless you. You're going to be more wise than anybody else. He's got just a super download of heavenly wisdom onto Solomon. And so Solomon has this, and then God, because He's good, said, "But you didn't ask for those other things, for a, a long healthy life. You didn't ask for wealth, but you didn't ask for power. But I'm going to give those to you too." And so He did. So Solomon, being the wisest of all people, he writes to us a book of Proverbs, and Proverbs are sayings that encapsulate a lot of wisdom. They're kind of like uh, like hard candies, right? You can crunch them and chew them down, but you miss a lot of it, right? Like a Hard candy is designed to be savored, right? You, you, you spend time with it. And there are these ones called the everlasting gobstoppers. I don't know if you've had any of those, right? And if you try to just chew one of those, you're going to break your tooth, but, but you miss the point of an everlasting gobstopper if you do that. You, 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 sp- you know, spend some time with it, and then the flavors change, and there's more depth and things. That's what Proverbs are like. They're wisdom that's in there, and there's a level to it that we get right off the top. But the more time you spend in Proverbs... The more complexity, the more depth they show. And so that's how Proverbs was designed. They're also pithy staying, so that way you can savor these as you walk around in life. And so we're going to spend all summer in the book of Proverbs. But I encourage you, don't just come to the sermons and then hear them and then crunch through them and swallow it and go home. You're going to miss the best part. So we'll get started, and then we'll send you so you can spend some time with God and, and getting into his His wisdom there. So we're going to begin at the very beginning. Why Proverbs? Why was Proverbs written? So if we're going to start with the first six verses of Proverbs today, and if you're reading online, I have them up there for us, but this is what it says. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for the gaining of wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance for understanding Proverbs, the parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. Isn't that a great entry? It's all mysterious and wonderful. Well, in this beginning, the Holy Spirit, through Solomon, inspired him gives us the fourfold purpose of why God gave us this book of wisdom. And so if we're going to spending all summer in this, we want to make sure that we're gaining from it what God wants us to get. And the first thing that we see that the book of Proverbs was written for was to help us grow in wisdom. You see that in verse 2? The very beginning part of it says, for gaining wisdom and instruction, right? That's... uh, the very first part, God wants us to gain wisdom and instruction. He wants you to grow in that, not to stay small in your wisdom, but actually grow. And Proverbs is the book of Scripture that God begins to give us so we can do that. And so what is wisdom? Well, there's a lot of definitions. You can look it up online and you can look up on the dictionary. And, and, but for boiling it down, wisdom is really just knowing how to rightly think, act, and live right? It's, it's, it's an internal process that we have all these stimulus around us in the world, right? All these points of, of information coming in and we're processing them. Wisdom allows us to process it accurately. So that way we know how to accurately think and act and live in our lives. And so it's an internal condition of the heart. Wisdom starts there. But you'll know that wisdom doesn't just stay there. It says then also for under, uh, that we're going to gain the uh, Wisdom and then not just wisdom, but also instruction. Instruction is receiving information, but then putting it into action, right? So when you're getting instruction, you receive it, it's that you do something with it. And so what we have there is like, uh, if you've ever bought a piece of furniture from Ikea, God bless you, right? It's a hard thing. You get that box and it's all flat and you're like, what am I going to do with this? There are instructions there. And if if you have the instructions, it doesn't make you a good builder. It doesn't make you wise. The instructions will tell you to put it together, but you actually have to follow the instructions and put it together. The book of Proverbs is like that. Here we have life. Life comes, you know, shipped in a flat box, right? We we all are like, what am I gonna do with this? What's it gonna turn out when I'm done? I don't know. Proverbs helps us put our lives together accurately. That's the instruction portion. So the book of Proverbs, we grow in true wisdom first on the internal how to understand our world properly, but then also on the external, how to act properly in the midst of this world. So Proverbs then help us, the second thing, to better grow in insight, right? That's the next passage there. It's for understanding words of insight. Verse two, second part of that. So we want to grow our understanding insight. Uh, It's the difference between knowing and understanding, right? So think about, like, I have a in my office... Now it's up here on stage. I have this Rubik's Cube that I, I have in there for people who like to fiddle around. Right? Now, I can go online and I can follow instructions. There's a little algorithm that I can get this so it's all solved. Right? I can follow instructions and I can do that, but I have no idea how this thing works. Right? If, you, if I don't have those instructions sitting in front of me, and even sometimes with it, It's just a mystery to me how I'm supposed to get something from here to over there or whatever. But there are some people who understand it. They can go to my office and in like less than a second, they're like, fixed. They get it. They know how it works. They have insight. They they understand. And I think oftentimes, there's a lot of times that works for us in our life. We have the Bible, which gives us instruction of how to live. And so we know if I do this formula, if I do these things, then life just kinds of works. But we have no idea why it works. Yeah, Proverbs helps us understand the why. It helps us understand how things operate, how our relationships work, how money works, how, how uh, forgiveness works, how God works, how righteousness works, right? It tells us how the world works so that we, we can operate in it as masters of this world. It's a powerful book. And the other part of insight is it's not, just, it's not just seeing the surface level. Insight sees beyond the surface, right? It sees into the actual root of what's happening in the world. And so many times in our lives what's happening on the surface and then we react to that but proverbs gives us an x-ray vision to see what's really happening underneath the surface so we can do what we can respond really correctly to what's happening we want to gain insight and so that's what proverbs does as we go through this summer and as you spend time in proverbs you're going to be gaining a deeper understanding of the complexity of this world so that you can see how it works and understand how it works now awesome third thing that we get in proverbs which is amazing is to help us grow in character right we get that in verse 3 it says uh, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior doing what is right and just and fair first part is we, we have receiving right what is instruction on prudent behavior so we have to receive that instruction it's not uh, proverbs is there not just to tell us it's not just the the quarterback who throws the pass because that doesn't get you anywhere in a football game. You have to have somebody actually catches it, right? Well, God's throwing us a, a, a great pass of wisdom. And so in Proverbs, we want to just take that. We want to receive it. We want to make sure that we don't just hear it. Don't just say, oh, I, I read Proverbs and that's the end. It's not going to do you any good. It's here so that we can grasp it. God is, is lobbing wisdom up to us. and saying, go get it. And so that's what we want to do. We want to receive this. And as we receive that wisdom from God, it changes how we live. It's not just knowing what it says. It's in the application that Proverbs gives us in our life. And it leads us to what's something called prudent behavior. And prudence is something that, uh, as we have this prudent behavior, it's living with an understanding of the consequences of our actions, both good and bad. That's what prudence means. So we don't just act willy-nilly and then wonder why the consequences happened. A prudent person knows that if I do something today, there's going to be consequences tomorrow. And so Proverbs helps us to gain that. And so as we receive the information, right, it helps us to change how we live. And that's what Christians call repentance. So Proverbs leads to truly repentant lives. And repentance doesn't mean feeling guilty or bad. It means changing how we live. And we're changing how we live. We're letting God teach us how to live. So we're receiving that, but when we don't receive it, then we understand that if I live according to God's ways, that it leads to something better, which is really the fourth purpose of Proverbs is then to help us live better lives. That's the point of Proverbs. So that we can do what is right and do what is just and do what is fair. Right? That's what we're supposed to gain out of Proverbs. If you go into Proverbs and then your life doesn't change, you haven't received it. But as we go into Proverbs and we begin to understand how the world works and we gain that insight and we begin to apply it to our lives and it leads to this, this change of lifestyle, that repentant kind of living, then we have this benefit of having our rudder and our soul, right, our heart, direct us in a, in, a, in a right way so we can navigate this world accurately our lives better. And there are three things that tells us to do. The first one is that we will do what is right. In context, what this is talking about is doing what is most effective. A wise person doesn't just get the job done. They get it job the job done the best possible way. And so a person that, as we go through Proverbs, we're not just going to see how to have a good relationship. We'll find the best way to have relationships. As we go into Proverbs, we're not going to find just a, you know, how to navigate you know, temptation. We're going to find the best way to handle temptation. Right? Proverbs, we're going to find the best way of doing all kinds of stuff. There's tons of topics in Proverbs. And we will do what is right, not just what's okay. But the second portion of it is not just being what's effective. It says we'll do what is right, but also what is just. And just means that it's moral. Now, today, we're going to go down to uh, the park, right, in the middle of town, and we're going to be praying for our community. It's right? as, as a, as a church body. It's not a political thing. It's not a rally. There's no speeches. We're just going to go there, and we're going to pray for our community at 5 o'clock. And I hope that you're there, right? That's what we're going to be doing. We're be praying as Christians for our community. And as we do that, one of the reasons we're doing that is, I don't know if you've noticed, but our country is kind of being torn apart. And it's being torn apart by different factions that think that they're all doing what is morally right. Really thinking they're doing what is morally right. And then they're morally wronging a lot of people. The thing is that our navigation system sometimes is really broken. And so we need God to give us that direction. Proverbs helps us with that. It helps us understand how to live in a way that actually when we say we're gonna do something that is right, that is actually right. Not because we say so. Because we have insight into what God says is what is true And we can live right lives, which allows us to pray better, but also to live better. We live morally, truly morally, according to the the, uh, moral law, the spiritual law that God has created over all creation. And so we're not at odds with creation. We're not at odds with this world. And so that's a great thing, isn't it? Proverbs helps us with that. But not only do we do what is actually just, what is absolutely moral and right, but we also do what is loving it says doing what is right and what is just and what is fair i think one of the scariest things in the world would be a, a an evil genius right doing something that is you know that is the most effective thing right even if it's moral you can use morality to really hurt people in fact we see that a lot in the new testament where there were people who were committed 100% to the moral laws of god and they were using them as a weapon against the people of god and proverbs is not designed to make us that way it allows us to do what is is right and just, but also what is fair, what is the most loving thing, so we can apply God's law according to God's heart. It's a wonderful tool. And as we live doing what is right and what is just and what is fair, we live a better, richer, fuller life. And so that's what Proverbs is for. And this summer, we're going to gain those things. We're going to have the beginning of that. But you would say, but yes, but it's Proverbs for me. Well, you know, Proverbs actually begins, Solomon tells us who Proverbs is for. Is this for you? Well, let's see. The first thing Proverbs is for is for the simple. It says that in, uh, right there in verse uh, 4, uh, or verse 5, it says, uh, verse 4, let those um, uh, give for giving prudence to those who are simple, and knowledge and discretion to the young. So the simple doesn't mean stupid. It means simple. It means there are some folks in life that are just very, like, a yes is a yes and a no is a no, and they're that way and expect others to be the same way. But that naivety in the midst of a complex world where not everybody's like that can lead some people to being abused and being taken advantage of. And if you're that type of person where, you know, you really do trust and you oftentimes get taken advantage of, Proverbs can help you have insight so that you can live more effectively. Proverbs is for you. Isn't that wonderful? But Proverbs isn't just for the simple. It's also for the young. Those are the people who don't just la- lack understanding. Those are the who lack expertise. So even if you're young, if you haven't all the experiences in the world, like all of us have not had all the experiences in the world, Proverbs can help us so we don't have to learn from our failures. We can learn from the very wisdom of God. So Proverbs is for the simple, but it's also, on the other side, for the wise. It says, verse 5, let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning gain guidance. So even if you are wise, even if you have, you're you're not uh, naive, you've had a lot of experience in life, all this kind of stuff, you know what? You can still grow in wisdom. God's wisdom is infinite, and you are finite. So no matter how much wisdom you have, you can always gain more. And so wherever we are in life, I would say that Proverbs then is for anyone. And you'll notice I didn't say everyone because not everyone will apply it. You see that uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools are the ones who despise wisdom and instruction. uh, Proverbs is for you if you allow Proverbs to be for you. If you're ready to learn, if you're ready to have a different take on life and how to act and how to live, Proverbs is for you and so it's really up to each one of us. Have that heart check. Am I going to love wisdom or am I going to despise wisdom and instruction? If I despise wisdom and instruction, the answer is that I need to turn and to begin trusting that God knows what is best. And for all of us this summer, I would say, let's take some time as we begin to apply these Proverbs, go into them and let God change us and so that we can gain the purposes that, we, that he wrote it for. And so Proverbs, again, just as we summarize this, is to help us grow in wisdom and in insight and in character. Our world needs that. The church needs to rise up. Proverbs helps us to do that. Proverbs also enables us to live better lives. We're not striving in the wrong direction. But we can live according to the way that the world actually was designed to, to work. And so that's a great thing that, we, that God wants us to do, rich, full lives, but also to know that Proverbs is for us. It's for everyone. And so this summer, I encourage you to come and to join us as we work through Proverbs, as we begin to apply these things, as we savor the sweetness of God's wisdom in our lives and begin to apply it. So as we begin to wrap this uh, message up, I'm going to have the worship team come forward. And as they do, Zach is going to give us a a couple of action steps um, to how to begin to apply this to our life. Um, But as he does come up and begins to do that, let me just pray uh, a blessing for you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your kindness and your goodness that you would share with us your wisdom, that you didn't leave us to figure everything out on our own, but that you gifted Solomon and others to be able to share that wisdom so that we wouldn't have to learn everything just through experience. Father, this summer, I pray that you would gift us with the right kind of hearts to turn to you in this time, that we would receive your wisdom, apply it to our lives, and so therefore act with a a whole different way, a way that leads to the better life, a better character, a better understanding, a better insight. Grow the wisdom of this congregation, Lord, so that we can be a blessing not just to you, but also to this whole community in your name. We pray all of this in the wonderful, powerful name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.